Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights Educational Group. Today we're going to be talking about the new trend in education, free educational resources, and open courseware. But before we begin, we have some announcements to make. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Back to today's topic. It's quite an interesting topic, and it's one that I've been really dying to uh, share with our audience for a long time. Um, When I was just entering high school, I think I received my first iPod, and on the iTunes account, there were these things called uh, podcasts, much similar to what what we're doing now with the radio show, but there would be podcasts on um, educational things like they had had podcasts on learning different languages, they had podcasts in literature, um, in history, and things like that. And over the next few years, um, just while I was in high school, it expanded really greatly to uh, the creation of iTunes U, which now has online courses from different various uh, universities, such as Stanford University, Harvard, MIT, and other universities across the world that offer free courses in uh, different different subjects, such as biology, chemistry, physics, uh, literature, like I said, um, and languages. So I wanted to do a show today with with the audience on this new trend in open courseware is what it's called uh, when when universities offer free courses online uh, in lecture formation or um, lecture format or in audio format. So before we begin going into the details of that, I just wanted to read a article by Anka Mulder of Jerusalem um, Press called Securing Game-Changing Expansion in Higher Education. Over the next decade, it is estimated by the World Economic Forum, the WEF, that the global economy will need to create some 60 million new jobs to preserve social cohesion and ensure sustainable growth. In the midst of the ongoing economic fragility across much of the world, this poses a monumental challenge and was a key topic discussed at the World Economic Forum annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, which ended January 27th. Education is the key to delivering this agenda. Human advancement and development has always been driven by knowledge and by our capacity to impart this cumulatively to succeeding generations. And this is perhaps truer now than ever. 
In developed economies such as Europe and North America, while millions of manufacturing and low-skilled jobs have been lost since 2008, recovery will be empowered in a large part by the creation of highly skilled employment opportunities, many of them requiring degrees. In high-growth economies, including China, India, and Brazil, there are rapidly rising numbers of higher education students. In India, for instance, the ambition is to increase the portion of the population with a university education from 12 to 30 percent in 2025, from 12 million to over 30 million students. In other developing markets like Africa and the Middle East, human capital development is also crucial to the next generation of economic growth. But as global pool of education and knowledge continually expands, and the demand for access to it increases, traditional means of sharing and disseminating it are under unprecedented strain. UNESCO estimates that by 2025, there will be at least additional 80 million more people than now seeking higher education. To meet this game-changing new demand through con- conventional means would require construction each and every day of the week for the next 12 years of three universities or higher education colleges accommodating over 40,000 students. And that's simply not going to happen, especially given the reduced government budgets in much of the world. So how can this issue therefore be best addressed? Much of the answer lies in realizing the full potential of digital technology and the Internet. They already provide access to vast resources of information, most of it free. But not all of this data is reliable, and even credible information is only a stepping stone to real knowledge. That's why the decade co- um, <coughs> excuse me. That's why a decade, decade ago, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology made all its educational materials available online for free. About 300 educational, educational institutions have followed suit since, including Delft University, where the author is Secretary General. Together, they created the Open Courseware Consortium, which we will talk about later in this podcast, in this radio show, which now provides some 21,000 courses and has some 360 million online visits per year. Instead of searching the Internet for information, learners across the world can now access focused courses along with support materials such as sample tests that gather, assess, and organize information into coherent blocks of knowledge. This has played a pioneering role in what is nothing less than a global educational revolution. Despite the major benefits of providing educational materials online, this development has not been without critics. Some, for instance, scorn online learning as exclusively virtual, but for many, if not most young people, digital communication is the new reality. They increasingly video chat via platforms such as Skype, use web-based forums to search for and share useful information, connect with friends via social media like Facebook, purchase their goods online, play games, albeit to their parents' irritation at some times. Other critics have justifiably pointed out that online programs are often not interactive and focus too much on content, and the content cannot be equated with the knowledge and the learning needs interaction between students and teachers. However, as pressure on higher education intensifies, the reality of campus-based study is that teachers often find themselves more con- find themselves mere content providers to hundreds of students in a lecture hall, particularly on the undergraduate level. The personalized interactive learning experience that critics of online education uphold as an ideal is simply not what many students get on campus today. Moreover, in the past two years, major steps have been taken 
in open and online higher education that deal with exactly the questions of how to enable the learning process, provide structure and facilitate interaction online. At present, almost every aspect of education can be found online. Content, homework, interaction among students, automated feedback, testing and certificate, oh my goodness, excuse me, <laughs> certification. Good examples are Stanford's and MIT's massive open online courses, which have attracted around 100,000 students per course. These are all top-level quality courses, and on top of the content, they include structure, a starting and finishing date for everybody joining, homework, a community, and a final test. This example has been followed by many other institutions. For instance, OpenStudy and the OpenCourseWare Consortium have provided interaction by building student communities around online materials, the largest one being mathematics, with 883,000 students. They have also started granting informational certificates to students who finish a course. EDX, a joint, um, a joint MOOC platform, or a massive open online course platform, of MIT and Harbor is doing the same, and the first U.S. university has already decided to formally recognize EDX certificates. Taken overall, digital technology and the Internet are thus the key to tackling several of the grand global challenges in education, including allowing people from around the world, especially in developing countries, to access the access to educational materials that they would not otherwise have, circumventing the rising cost of traditional education and many countries, accommodating the massively increasing number of students seeking higher education, and bridging the gap between education of the world of new generations of students. As with all upheavals, the full implications of these revolutions are not easy to predict. However, it can only be positive for human development and advancement across the globe at a time when both are badly needed to help ensure social cohesion and sustainable growth. So, although be it a very lengthy article. I do feel like there is a lot of important information there about this new trend in education, which involves heavily free resources and virtual courses available online. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. So in the, in the uh, article, it talked about the Open Courseware Consortium, and this can be found at www.ocwconsortium.org. The Open Courseware Consortium is a worldwide community of hundreds of higher education institutes and associated organizations committing to advancing open courseware and its impact on global education. They serve as a resource for starting and sustaining open courseware projects, as a coordinating body for the movement on the global scale, and as a forum for exchange of ideas and future planning. So if you would like to visit the website, uh, www.ocwconsortium.org, here you can find all the information that you need to know about the different courses provided um, through the many members of this consortium, and it's all free, all free information, all free courses, um, and it's quite an amazing, an amazing site, and uh, has has a brilliant amount of resources available to students who are willing 
and uh, wishing to further their education, but perhaps they're limited due to the resources that they have or their financial implications. Additionally, the vision of the Open Courseware Consortium is to envision a world in which the desire to learn is fully met by opportunity to do so anywhere in the world, where everyone and everyone everywhere is able to access affordable, educationally and culturally appropriate opportunities to gain whatever knowledge or training they desire. The consortium acts to realize this vision by addressing one issue, that the access to high-quality educational materials and by partnering with organizations, organizations addressing related problems that must also be solved to make this vision reality. The mission of the OpenCourseWare Consortium is to serve both the individuals who use the consortium and the institutions that make the consortium possible. The consortium provides a gateway to different OpenCourseWare projects and courses for the entire OpenCourseWare community. This fosters the success of, open course, of the OpenCourseWare movement and articulates its benefits. Through its public relations efforts, the consortium educates general audience about the movement, directing potential users to resources that best suit their needs. For members, the consortium marshals broad ex expertise regarding the ongoing development of open education projects and connects its members with an even broader network of open courseware practitioners. So when you go on this site, I'm going to pull it up right now, open courseware. <clears throat> Um, you can access many different things. You can access the About Me, which gives you a little bit more information on what the movement is about, uh, and it, it just kind of gives you an overview about what I what I said as well. Just basically their mission, um, what what they seek to achieve, and kind of an introduction as to what Open Courseware actually is. Um, if you're still curious about it after this uh, website, so once. Once you get onto the site, you'll see tabs about us, courses, community, and members. So this site is not only really good for students, as you can access the course list, search courses by topic, or you can see a full list of course, courses, which includes anything from applied sciences, such as biotechnology, engineering, agriculture, to the arts, which includes music, photography, computer science, hardware, software, geography, health and medicine, history, the humanities, including philosophy, psychology, rhetoric, languages. Um, all different languages are offered, Chinese, English, French, German, Japanese, and Spanish, linguistics, literature, phonology, mathematics, um, algebra, calculus, computation, natural sciences, biology, chemistry, like I said before, religion, um, many courses are also offered in that. Social sciences, including anthropology, business, economics, education, gender, race, law, military, war, politics, and sociology. So if you're interested in finding a course that suits your, your interests, you can just go online to the Open Courseware Consortium and find which courses you're interested in. Um, if you have a very specific interest, you can just search it, or if you just want to take a look at all the different courses that they offer and who offers them, you can click on one topic in general. For example, you can click, click on agriculture, and you can see that three courses are offered by three different institutions. Additionally, if you're on the site and you look at the community, it shows you um, all the different parts, uh, all the different members of the consortium, including students, um, communities, 
of interest, get how do you can get involved in consortium if you're a university or higher education facility. And what I find the most interesting is when you click on the Members tab of opencourseforeconsortium.org, you can see all the different colleges and universities that are involved in the sharing of free educational resources. And what I thought was very interesting is that many universities all over the world do this. And so if you want to take a course and you can't, for example, fly to the Mediterranean, but you want to take the specific course from, let's say, Eastern Mediterranean University, which I'm looking at right now on the uh, members, you can just click on them and see the courses that they offer. So it's really an amazing opportunity to have access to educational resources that you wouldn't otherwise have. And that was the main part of the article, uh, the main point of the article that I read to to the audience, um, that they're very much trying to highlight that this is the new revolution, revolution in education. Um, we can especially see this now with the issues of college competition. Um, you know, colleges are still trying to compensate for a time when it wasn't as stressed to go to college. Some, you know, 30 to 50 years ago, going and getting your bachelor's degree was a huge deal. Now it's very much expected by um, by society that you will get your bachelor's and even up to your master's or PhD. So colleges are still not really compensated for the amount of students trying to achieve a degree or achieve higher education. And so that is unfortunately why we're seeing rising costs of education and um, the extreme competitiveness that I especially, and I know that many students uh, who are listening or a part of uh, New Heights Educational Group are definitely seeing when they go on to apply to the college of their choice. So this article serves to really just illustrate how important it's going to be over the next few years, um, the free educational resource and open courseware movement. Um, and you can get hundreds and hundreds of courses from certified universities. I know that myself, the easiest way that I access these these programs are through my iTunes account. So if you want directions for how to do that, uh, all you have to do is go into your iTunes store, then you go to the little tab that has um, the different different things that you can shop for, such as movies, music, podcasts, etc. And then what you do is you go to your iTunes U, and you'll click on that. And iTunes U offers many different things that are more on the educational side. They offer different uh, lectures, maybe not exactly from universities, but um, they'll offer lectures on politics, um, Different NPR programs have a lot of things on the iTunes U. But when you search iTunes U, you can search in higher education, and then you can click on humanities, social science, health and medicine, um, or regular science. And under that, you can find a lot of different open courseware materials. I know that Yale has a lot on iTunes U. Stanford has many. Harvard has many. MIT has many and a bunch of other different universities. So if you're interested, let's say, for example, in Stanford University OpenCourseWare, all you have to do is search in your iTunes account, Stanford University, and it'll come up, and you can see all the many different courses that are listed there. And I really wanted to focus on that um, today in our in our radio show because I just remember 
when I was younger, getting into those courses and thinking, wow, this is really amazing. I can learn a full semester of biology just in my living room and watch lectures. Some of them even have videos of professors writing on the chalkboards, explaining different concepts. So it's really an amazing, amazing opportunity um, and a resource to have. I know that it especially helped me when I was studying for uh, a topic in school that maybe I wasn't so familiar with or maybe I needed more help with. I would go on the open courseware and, for example, if I was doing not so well in biology, I would review the topic that was taught to me that I wasn't doing so well in and I would watch a lecture on it in that topic. And I know that it really helped me to study um, much better. And I know that New Heights Educational uh, Group offers tutors as well, and they're, they're a really great resource um, for, for you to check out as well. But let's say, you know, sometimes we are limited financially, and if you can't afford a tutor or if you can't make the time for a tutor, just look up the topic that you're having trouble with, and I guarantee you that you'll, you'll be able to find a college-level course on that. Another additional resource that I wanted to just share with you before we finish up our show is KhanAcademy.org. Um, this is another similar concept to OpenCourseWare. However, they're in a little bit more of short bites instead of long lectures. Most of the time, the OpenCourseWare will be the time of a class that you would normally take in college. That could be up to an hour to an hour and a half. Khan Academy offers different um, instructional videos on various topics in math, science and economics, computer science, humanities, and test preparation courses um, in smaller bites. So, for example, if you go to www.khanacademy.org, and that's spelled K-H-A-N-academy.org, you can go to the Learn tab, and you can see, for example, under the math, they'll have different topics. So you can go to Algebra or Geometry, and you click on one, and then it'll have different topics in that topic. So if I'm having trouble with Geometry, and specifically I'm having trouble with Perimeter, Area, and Volume, I can click on that video, and it's a shorter um, it's a shorter video, it's about 10 minutes or so. So this is also very useful if you don't have time for a full lecture, but you're just wanting to kind of hone in those skills, um, kind of work on those skills that you, are le you learned in class, just to reiterate on them, or to study before a test. Uh, those, those videos are also very, very useful, I found, especially um, going through high school. So before we wrap up, just to reiterate, the different courses that you can find online in various and, uh, you know, just an extravagant amount, excuse me, today. <clears throat> I've had a, had a sore throat, so it's a little bit difficult for me to pronounce things for some reason today. Um, but uh, to go to find all these different courses, you can either go to your iTunes library and search them. You can search them by university, or you can search them by their name. For example, you can search biology, and it will give you a bunch of different courses by different uh, universities on your iTunes account and just download it to your iPod and take it on the go. Or you can go to www.ocwconsortium.org, and this is the Open Courseware Consortium that gives you kind of the full breadth of, uh, of universities all over the world that provide courses in whatever you're interested in. Or for just kind of reiterating on a topic that you're somewhat familiar to, but you're just having a little bit of trouble 
kind of getting it to click in your mind, uh, khanacademy.org is a very, very useful site to just watch quick 10 to 12-minute videos on the topic that you're having trouble with to study or to just kind of reiterate those those topics that you learned in school. Um, and um, we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.